0: So welcome to Unsigned 518. Hundred Eight. I'm here with Dave Graham. Dave, how's it going, man?
1: It's going great, Andy. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, of
0: course, and I, you know, I was going to say Dave Graham of Dave Graham and the Disaster, but you're Dave Graham of so many things. Wow. Um, so you've been in a lot of projects. Uh, you know, people have probably seen Three Chord Rocker on Instagram, yep. and uh, that's like my stuff right that you know like the three chords stuff. Yeah. like i'm a huge ramones fan and like oh, yeah. old punk rock so like we've never met until about four minutes ago but i feel like we know each other nice. because you covered one of our songs yeah. on um on one of your project and i guess we'll get to that later but i do certainly want to talk about you know appreciate the 508 sure. and uh, some of the bands that you chose to cover but I guess now I just wanna we'll go back and start like where your relationship with music kind of began. Yeah,
1: I, I think um, I bought a guitar when I, an acoustic guitar off of a, a, a classified ad in the newspaper way back when I was in high school, and I kind of just kind of started. Actually, no, I was in I was in I was just starting college, and I so I bought it, and and then I just kind of fooling around with it, and then when I went to college, started to learn you know a few chords, um, and I think. um at that point it was just kind of like doing the weird owl uh, thing where we would take a song. My, my roommate and I would take a song from the radio and, and change it and put our own lyrics to it and kind of had fun making songs about uh, our friends at college and stuff like that. And then uh, after I got out of college, I, I kind of started um, writing songs of my own probably cause I couldn't, uh, at the time, figure out how to play some of the other songs <laughs> that right. I liked. So well, I'll just write my own. Um, and, and it can't be wrong then. So um, I did that for a while. And then, um, you know, I kind of got into music a little late as far as the band stuff. I was in my 30s when I um, met uh, some guys and uh, started a band at the time. That was called The Blisters. Um, with, with a Z at the end Instead of an S We had to be kind of different I guess And use the Z So And um, you
0: didn't know You were ahead of Because that's good uh, yeah. you know, Search engine optimization know Exactly At the time That was well like, before Yeah, of that know. stuff so, You're, uh, you're yeah, ahead we, of your we, time we, you were,
1: we were Yeah We were revolutionary But um, So we did that And that was like Kind of a pop punk band And uh, That was a lot of fun Um, I'm trying to think That's We probably Were a band For maybe I say eight or nine years or something like that you know and played around the capital region we were very fortunate to uh you know get into a lot of venues that um you know were nice uh, enough to let us come make some noise um and uh actually you know uh thinking back thinking back on that we um uh There was a place in uh, there. Was a number of places that we played, but we actually kind of got into a situation at Jillian's when they were around back in the day. Yeah, and um, uh, they were great there. Shane um, was real nice to us, and we we a friend of ours, Mariana, was um, kind of booking some music and whatnot, and she she uh, got us connected there, and we started running a monthly kind of showcase there that was called well i guess it kind of started as punk rock night at jillian's and then we we did that once a month and we would host it and we would go just get a bunch of bands you know maybe two or three bands to join us every month and then uh and then we kind of just started making original rock night at Jillian's, um, so we could kind of branch out away from not just punk rock, and we had a lot of great bands that that played it, and it was a whole lot of fun. And it would be you know like a Wednesday or a Thursday night, you know, and, and, right. and it was it was it was a, that was a blast. And so um, we did that for a number of years, but then uh, I think it got harder and harder for us to find places to play um, original music, you know. And and the, there wasn't a there was there was a number of venues, you know, Valentine's at the time, uh, Savannahs slash dublin underground um you know places like that and uh and then we realized well maybe we should start you know learning some cover songs and you know we can branch out and maybe get some gigs at other places instead of the, the handful of places that allowed original rock uh, music and um so we did that but then it got to the point where um one of the fellas in the band wanted to play less one wanted to play more And we kind of decided, you know, let's just take a break for a while. And that's when I formed another band called Legendary Losers. Um, And that band, I think, I want to say that was like 2013, um, maybe. And that was like going to be, I realized at the time, like, okay, maybe if we're not as loud with electric guitars and this and that, we could play more different other venues. So we went acoustic, like, with that. So I was playing acoustic guitar, my bass player, Chris, uh, um, was playing um, a bass or like upright bass a lot of times. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Nice. And then the drummer would use a, you know, uh, we had a guy named uh, Matt at the time that was playing drums for us. And he, he we, we, we would always tell him just, you know, snare, kick drum, hi-hat, you know, you don't need a lot. Right. And when we got in, we were able to, and then we started playing a lot more covers. Although we would, you know, we, I wouldn't say we were a, like a cover band because we would do our own take on on these songs because it was like, again, acoustic guitar, upright bass and then reduced drum kit so we were doing everything from twisted sister to taylor swift with that <laughs> format you know right. so it was really fun and so you could kind of hit a lot of people's a lot you know wide audience right you know, when you're going to play that range i mean yeah, yeah. of course we're doing it our way so you know the fun part is you'd be like sitting there playing a song and you'd see people realize yeah halfway through happening. the song yeah, like, yeah hey wait that's a taylor swift song or, you right, know, right. Well, that's a you know that's a Beastie Boys song, wow, that's cool. You know, so it was, it was, that was a lot of fun. We, we, we that band Legendary Losers is really not like, um, done. What it's kind of like, we're at the point now where on bass player Chris and I will still do occasional duo gigs. Okay. Um, we, we've we had a couple drummers and, um, we've kind of gotten to the point where, you know, um, we've, we both got involved in some other projects. Chris, Uh, started a band, a a Whalen Jennings tribute band called Whale On. Um, Oh, yeah. I'm familiar with them. Yeah, yeah. great, Great band. So he wanted to get into that um, avenue. And I kind of started veering off more into kids' music, and I started a band called Watch Reggie Run that I involved my son in, who has autism and he really likes music, so it gave me an opportunity to connect with him because he just really enjoys music. So... That's kind of we both sort of veered off into these different paths. However, you know, I, I kind of said, well, we, you know, we don't have to, like, put the, you know, legendary losers, you know, that's kind of over. We can just, you know, it's Leave still the kind door of there in the back, yeah. round on the back burner. So we have opportunity. Like we, we've we kind of been playing every year on St. Patrick's Day. We, we played at... Uh, a place used to be called Carney's Tavern in Boston Lake and now they moved and they're at a place called Finnegan's on the Lake so we, we played there for St. Patrick's Day we'll do the Irish thing we can kind of fake a Dropkick Murphy Flogging Molly <laughs> yeah, vibe. Right. I mean Chris really drives that he's a great singer and great Irish singer so um, yeah I had to start writing a lot of I, I was starting I started writing Irish themed songs so I had some songs to sing because he he was singing all the traditional Irish ones so yeah um, so yeah, so that's still going going on, and then in the midst, so I, I had watched Reggie run going, but I still had the urge to to, to do the rock, the punk rock thing, you know. Right. So, um, I I've I've been accruing a, a number of songs, and over the years, and and I just decided, you know, I'm I'm just gonna start recording these with loud guitars and bass and. You know, I program the drums and... Um, and then you play everything else? Like, yeah, I, I, I play everything on it. And, and Except, you know, I'm not a drummer, so I, I program the drums for for the songs. But uh, other than that, yeah, the bass and, and guitar and everything else, the um, different percussion or whatever I throw in drums are hard. Yeah, yeah. You can
0: see I've got the drum set here. And like I <laughs> was saying on another episode that like when nobody's here, I like to play the, oh, drum, yeah. you know i like to play the drums but and but it just gave me such a respect for drummers because oh, yeah. i'm like wow this is like it's, it's really yeah. hard to like
1: yeah keep everything going together i'd so. love to be a better drummer it's fun to, I, I have a drum kit at home but i just use it like i actually got it for my son and, and tr- tried to get him he was you know learning to play a little bit of instruments and you know, i think he they had him learning to play the bass you know sort of at at, at his um program at his uh at wildwood and um and then I said, "Well, let's get him some drums." But um, I, I've kind of I like to pound on them. They're yeah, fine. but yeah. I'm not very good at it. But no, it's cool. not either. And I don't think my, I don't <laughs> think my family appreciates when I play their. Drums. Yeah, it's funny
0: because I played the drums in school, like oh. back you know in elementary and high school, but it was marching band.
1: Ah, okay. And
0: you know, so I'm like, yeah. I can play the drums, and then I'm like, <laughs> Oh wait, you got to use your feet and stuff too. What's yeah. going on there? You know, I'm like, I just want one drum. Right, like, exactly. You know.
1: The snare drum, I'm good on. That yeah, guy. one no, snare lot, drum, crush it. A lot going on, man. Yeah. I I can't really I haven't haven't figured it out. But it, it's it's fun to make the noise and pound yes, on them. Definitely. So yeah, I play other the other stuff I'll play on 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 the, on that. So I so back in I think it was like August of twenty twenty one is when I decided to put this album out and I was like, Well what do I, I gotta come up with a name, you know, if I just put it out under Dave Graham, it's like there's other Dave drams on these streaming services, it's just gonna get lost on there and I don't do I come up with a band name. I kinda want it to be like a band sort of sound or name you know whatever it's not just a guy with an acoustic guitar I mean it 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 paints
0: a different picture I guess you you know yeah exactly
1: I wanted to yeah I didn't want people to go oh yeah okay he's just gonna do whatever some acoustic song is so, yeah, I came up with... The, I don't know where I, I... I think I started writing down a bunch of song... Or, um, potential band names, rather. And I'm like... Oh, I, I, and I would run them by my wife and my daughter. I'm like, hey, what do you think about... What about these band names? You know, and then that one kind of... I, I came up with this one, Dave Graham and the Disaster Plan. It just kind of had a good ring to it. and yeah. It sounded like, oh, okay, yeah. And, and I think it was... It was during the pandemic, maybe so, or towards the end of the pandemic. You know, I was like, oh, okay, that kind of sounds like a disaster or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that works. But um, something that we all maybe need to start thinking about yeah, a right. disaster plan. <laughs> right. you know, like. So so yeah, so I put that I put that album out in 2021, and um, and I and I haven't really, uh, I've never, I've played some of the songs out live acoustically, right. but I haven't put ever a, a band together to play them full tilt you know with the full instrumentation and i i've had thoughts about it i go back and forth um i'm, I'm sure my wife would tell me no don't don't do it again <laughs> <laughs> um it, it's fun i mean i do what i you know like i said i've i've kind of gone more and more into the kids music now right and, and and with the watch reggie run and um and that's kind of a labor of love because i i get my son involved in it and we play a lot of different um places like uh, a lot of the local um, day programs for people with disabilities. Uh, um, We started reaching out during the pandemic, actually, you know, when things were opening up a little bit and I needed to keep him busy at home because, you know, due to staffing issues, he wasn't able to go to his program every day where he was normally would go five days a week. And so I started reaching out to the places around the capital region, uh, somewhere to Wildwood, different um, like Saratoga bridges and uh, aim services and, um, you know, connected to the ARC, places like that, and said, hey, you know, look, we've got this music, and I think you guys might enjoy it, and we'll come play for free in their parking lot, behind the building, or somewhere out in the field, wherever you want us right, to come right. play, I just need access to an outlet, I'll bring everything else, and then we'll come play music for an hour, and it's a win-win, you know, I've got someone to keep busy here, that's not going to a program every day, and you've got people you probably need to keep busy too. And so that became a thing where I felt like we were on tour for a while. We were playing every week. It was crazy, Andy. We were we were playing all the
0: time. And did you find that that like preparing for those gigs like was like a, a good not replacement for a program, but was that something that really helped? Like the the prepara- not just the gig itself, yeah. but no, it was the time yeah. leading up to it, it. It
1: was good to have it on the schedule because my right. son thrives on schedule, sure. and so he he was really. We would have it on the key. Like, he looks at the calendar. If he, if, you know, if he has one of our phones, he wants to look at the calendar. He's really, really fixates on schedule and repeatable He wants to know what's coming up. Like, you can ask him what he did today. Hey, what did you do today? And he's not going to tell you. He's just going to tell you what's going to be happening tomorrow. Okay. He, he doesn't really care about what he did today. So, that was good to have that on the schedule. And so, every, it was like, you know, once or twice every week, it seemed like we, we were going somewhere around here to, to play music somewhere. And I, and I think, um, You know, that was beneficial. Um, Right. And I, and and it was, it was fun. I think that again, again, that was hopefully beneficial for the folks that we played the music for. They seemed to really enjoy it. And, um, and I, and I had fun. It's, it's, it's really, it's just, um, you know, it's a labor of love. I, like I said, I, I get to do it with my son and, uh, you know, um, and I try, I, so we record those songs too. We're on, we're on all the streaming services. We've got a couple albums out now and we're kind of finishing up a third album uh, at the moment, we've put a bunch of singles, and that's kind of. I've heard you talk about this on other podcasts. It's like you know where we're at right now. It's like, do you put an album out? Do you just put a bunch of singles? Because yeah. it's really hard nowadays to get people to to really digest a whole album. You know, absolutely. And especially if you're just like, I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm. I guess. I'm, well, with Watch Reggie Run, I'm out playing a lot more frequently. You know, um, and, and we have we had the opportunity to play at some different events that are like bigger events like you know we've done family fun day at boston spa and we've done stuff like that where we're getting to play in front of a number of people um so you get some exposure there but um it's like to get someone to like oh i'm gonna go listen to that whole watch red you run album. i don't know it's it's so i think we're at the point now where i'm almost thinking you you, you just keep putting my my theory now isn't you know i think i drive my family crazy because i always ask i'll ask ask my daughter my wife hey what do you think about it i'm like oh great he's talking about this again you know um but like i would just like put singles out now i think and then after i get like a dozen of them say okay you know here's the album you know blah blah blah
0: i mean i might have i don't know if i recorded it but i might have said that exact same thing i'm like that's the way to do it you put out the singles and once you have enough of them you put it, like i don't know right. if you're familiar with no effects probably oh, yeah. Yeah. Of yeah so like they have a singles club okay where you i mean well they're breaking up this year they're done yeah, but uh, yeah. th- you would get um a 45 record okay. with a single gotcha. you know and it was a single that wasn't yeah, anywhere yeah. And, you know so every right. couple months you'd get a single and then they put on an album and yeah. called it the single album and yeah. it was just all the single it, album you know the singles put together on an album yeah and i'm like that's I, great you
1: i know? think it's the way to go because you have a lot more chance of somebody actually listening to a three-minute song yeah. than you do somebody sitting down for 40 minutes and, and like, if oh, they oh, like that
0: song they're going to be excited when they hear that another one is coming you know what i mean because yeah. all they have is this one song and then they're like, right. oh cool there's another one coming yeah and then they'll to go to that song right, exactly. and listen to that more but still this one but you're right if you put out an album people might pick one or two songs and
1: they're going to they're get two or three tracks in and they're yeah. going to get distracted with Twitter or Instagram <laughs> yeah, or something and then, totally. and then they're off on, on TikTok or whatever. And I, mean, I mean I'm yeah. like
0: old school enough we're out in the living room I mean we still listen to we still listen to vinyl yeah. and like that's a dying thing other yeah. than like yeah. I think a lot of people uh, they're going back to it but not utilizing it as much you know More like they might be collecting yeah, yeah. collecting vinyl but like i love just putting it putting it on and then you know when it's over you gotta make a decision do i flip this album over do i put another one
1: on yeah know, yeah right? i mean because you, you there's an investment to like, yeah I, f- I always feel like you know years ago i have a lot of cds still i I have vinyl as well the cds for me i felt were the most versatile because i could bring it in my car i could bring it in my office i could do whatever i could you know so it was easy to transportable and and uh but there was like a, I think you you know as a as a music fan back when you would buy cds or or vinyl or cassettes whatever you had there was more of an investment that you made in the in the band and 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 the you were going to listen to it like i always had this thing where i had like the five listen rule like i always would say you got to listen to an album at least five times yeah. before you decide whether you like it or even not. even some of my favorite yeah. bands like yeah. you know when their album comes out you know people would be like oh is it good and i would always, i don't i don't know yet yeah like, sometimes know? they the best albums will grow on you after yeah, a while sure. and it's like that's a lost thing right now i feel like because it's so disposable right now where. You know, I sound like an old man. You know, and I am, but it, but it's like kids now are like they they have everything at, at their disposal on their phone, and and it's like, well, they can listen to ten seconds of a song, get rid of that, and then there's no investment because they didn't go to, they didn't have to get in a car or whatever. However, they got there, go to the mall, go to the record store, throw down their you know lawn cutting money to buy
0: right. a CD. And as an I'm you know I'm fifty, so like I'm not yeah. exactly super young, but like uh, I remember back then even going to the record store like being a punk rock kid like i liked you know skate punk and i oh, yeah. liked you know a lot of shit that w- you could not find yeah. So like right. i had to even take it one step further and order shit out of a catalog oh yeah and like have yeah. it ma- and you're like all right cool i'm gonna get that you know yeah m- minor threat cassette in right. about six to eight weeks hopefully yeah, yeah, you, were stoked, like. you,
1: you were stoked for that and, like, yeah. and you got it you weren't gonna listen to that for 15 seconds nope. oh, i don't like it you know, yeah. you, you you you're gonna you had an investment in that, so you were gonna give it some time, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that's sure. the way. I think that's kind of gone now, and everything is like such just quick sound bites now, and everything is like and boom, like boom, TikTok, boom. like they yeah. make songs
0: now that are specifically for TikTok, oh. and it's like, oh, this song is forty-five seconds long. Yeah. And that's it. Just, it. And they're like, they don't need it to be longer because everything else will be superfluous. We just need it for yeah. this quick content. Yeah. It's
1: funny you say TikTok because I, I was like, you know, again, I, I drive my family crazy. You know? I'm lucky they put up with me. But uh, <laughs> but but I'll, I'm asking, like, my daughter's younger, you know, she's in college. And I'm like, you know, how do, how do I get like more, you know... Um, Exposure for my, you know, music, you know, because I, I, the game has changed so much now, you know. It's just well, you got to be on TikTok. I'm like, yeah, but that's great. And when you keep telling me I got to be on TikTok, what does that mean? Like, I'm gonna sit there with my guitar and play 30 seconds of a song. No one wants to see that. Right. I'm right. like, I think what it has to happen is like, at least from my. You know, my perspective is you got to have somebody use your song in a TikTok, and then it can go viral. And I'm like that, eh, you know, whatever. And even like but.
0: having like like because I've heard that, too. People are like, you know, are you on to and it's like, no, we're not on not on right. TikTok, and we're, we're not we're not going to be. And yeah. it was like because even if we had like a bunch of followers, what what does that actually mean to us? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like we got followers like that's yeah. great, but it doesn't does mean to anything. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't amount to anything unless you've got in the million you know if you've got millions and then you can monetize it but i'm like yeah we're a we're a local band and that's all we ever want to be so like that model doesn't really work for us because exactly
1: i think you got to do it for the right reasons i mean and i I do do the music because i love it and and it's a passion for me and you know it's it's i'm fortunate that i you know get to do it at that level and and you know um you you know that's to me, why most bands around here should be doing it. Yeah. You know, you're not- and, and
0: like younger bands, I think like, you know, thinking going back to like the TikTok model or yeah. whatever, like they might, like because I'm, I'm sure you're probably the same as me where you're like, I don't want to make music my life. I don't want to go on right. tour. I don't right, want right. to. Yeah. But like younger people may still want and may have that as an aspiration. Yeah. So maybe that could help them achieve that. But we're just, we're like two old men yelling at clouds. (laughs) Be like, ah! You know, like. Yeah, I think it's not going to work for us. I
1: don't think the tour life is as glamorous as people probably think it is. Unless you're at the very top level and you get your own tour bus. And and like you were
0: saying, you started, you know, being in a band in your 30s. Like, uh, Shortwave started as an acoustic duo. I don't know if you knew, but like four years ago we started. okay. okay. Um, as an acoustic duo, yep. and that was the we didn't do any original music. It was all covers, yep. um, and we just became a five piece and writing original music like maybe eighteen months ago. Yeah, okay. And it's the f- very first original band I've ever been in. Okay, and I'm f- I was f- you know almost. 49 i was 48 years old yeah the right. first original band right. I, well i mean it.
1: i i I, I'm, I don't know the exact age I, I was probably in my late 30s i'm yeah. on, i'm 57 now so and it's just it's not too late <laughs> you know like i guess <laughs> that's the point is it like yeah. it's
0: not too late you can be like well ah, you know i'm gonna do it in my 50s sure. yeah i mean it's,
1: it's again it's you got to do it for the right reasons and right, for me right. it's just something i i i, I almost I, I just need to do it because it's like an outlet for me you know i um (laughs) and there's
0: so many different reasons you know like some people might be like i want to make a career out of this yeah and um i had there was a guest on a couple weeks ago um who said she said something like she has a day job it was nikki chaos she said you know i keep a day job so that i can still like my passion yeah you know, but right. she was like, if I turned my passion into my job, what would that do yeah. to the
1: you know it probably added of, of stress? Yeah, and then there's just a whole now you got to, oh we got to produce this and that's got to you know you, <laughs> It'll you, be you,
0: like to blow off steam from my music career. I'm gonna go yeah. sit at a desk. Yeah, <laughs> like ah, <laughs> like, oh, this
2: music career is getting me down.
0: I just
1: yeah. wish I could sit in front of a computer but, all day. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I think you got you and I are fortunate that we both get to do something we love to do. Yeah, and, and I and and you don't have to worry about someone telling you how to do it or right. you know we need. You to change your sound or we need to, you just do what you want to do yeah. you know and you, you know if you're fortunate you get to go out and play it in front of some people and some people might enjoy it and um, that it to me it's yeah that's what's what it's all about I mean I love the you know I never th- believe me I never thought I'd be writing kids music either like that right. was not something that I really I think I just like my son would repeat a lot of phrases or he'd be talking about something and, and I, I don't know one day I just kind of clicked with me geez you know I should I could probably write a song about that you know or like he was re i'm trying to remember like he was talking about the big brown yak or something like that i'm like the big brown yak oh wow i could probably write a song about the big brown yak you know or and, and i'm trying to think of some of the you know he would he, he would just repeat phrases or words and they did get stuck in my head you know and uh actually one of them uh was orange I, you know you you're you're the man of orange you the sure orange hat <laughs> on we, we have a song called orange and It's one of those songs where it's just very, you know, it's like a punk rock nursery rhyme almost, I guess, or something. It's it's not that that one's like more of a a mel. Actually, you know how that one started. Now I remember that one. We were playing music at Wildwood, and and a lot of my stuff was more high energy, you know, coming off the punk rock vibe, and you know, but it was kids themed, high energy punk sort of. I I I like to term it. kids music that adults can tolerate and so it's not like really dumbed down you know stuff, right, right but it's it's got a rock vibe to it but it's some the theme of it it's kids but the um music teacher at the time said oh could you you know you, can you write like a mellower song i think she'd asked me if, if, you, if i could write some sort of mellower um kids song. So i was like okay let me see what i can do with that And i came up with the song orange and it's it's a you know in a, kind of an acoustic mellower sort of vibe but it's you know, I think it's, I've had more people say that ah, damn song gets caught in my head every time I hear it. It's a, it's a, it's just very nursery rhyme catchy sort of like repeatable thing. So, um, but anyway, yeah, I, 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 I never thought I'd be doing kids music, but that's where I've spent a lot of my time now. Cause that's where I have more opportunities at the moment to play gigs, right. you know, right, um, right, and, um, but I still do certain things here and there where I'll go play, um, uh, you know, a farmer's market and I'll play a bunch of covers and I'll throw my original songs that I'm working on for Dave Graham and the disaster plan. And no, so I'm kind of driving down a couple of different streets right now at the same time. Cool. Um, yeah.
0: So do we want to, um, we were talking about, we'll hear some songs. Yeah. Like, so, uh, what, what did you want to play for the folks first?
1: Um, well, might as well, uh, play a Dave Graham and the disaster plan song. Um, I think we, you could probably play, uh, there's a, the first song on the, on the album I put out in 2021 is called make a scene. And that, to me, is kind of um, encompasses the whole vibe of the local music scene about you know, you're out there playing these original shows, and you got to support each other as a band, and you got to do it because you love it, not for the pay. Because there's there's, there's not a lot of money doing <laughs> yeah, original rock. Like, you know what like I mean? People have asked me like, how you know? Oh, the band's got to make some pretty good
0: money. I'm like, yeah. not only does the band not make money, I've put we've all put per our personal money into yeah. it. Like we're doing this for fun. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: if you can make just enough to, to yeah to, to, just to pay to, for to support, some gas, yeah, you know? pay for your strings, and you know some other stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of where we were just. Hoping to support our our habit there, right, playing right. the music by doing it, that. and that's kind of how we we did did things. But yeah, so make a scene's all about that, you know, being in the being in a, in a local original um, rock scene and and um, you know having fun and supporting your other your other bands and and um, doing it because you love it, not because of the money.
0: Right. Awesome. All right, so let's listen to Make a Scene, Dave Graham and the Disaster Plan. And we'll be right back to talk to Dave. <music> Yeah Dave I wanted to um talk I, mean, I don't know if you've heard like how like I found out that you were even covering a shortwave radio band song. Uh but I got a I got a letter in the mail and it was like some legal looking thing you know and I was like what what is what is this? <laughs> and I knew it was cuz when we did our first song like when you go through Distro Kid, you yeah. gotta like you know come up with like your publishing, right, whatever. Right. And so I called mine because uh, my last name was Scullen. I called it Scullen Crossbones. All ah, yeah, that's a good one. And I and it was cool. like you know two Andy Scullen, you know care of Scullen Crossbones. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell is that? Like, what is this? So I like yeah. opened it up, and you know, and it was all in all this like legalese stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and as I'm like reading through it, I'm like. Someone's doing a cover of one of our songs, and then on the you know the lawyer or whatever was like a I think it was like a California address or something. So like it, it was even a second realization when I real you know yeah. realized that you were low. But at first I'm like, how does somebody in California <laughs> yeah, even right. know our song? I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. But the thing it said was you know um, if you would like to contact our client you. Yeah. Um, do not contact them directly. <laughs> like, contact us and we'll contact uh, him for man. you. And then, I so no the idea. first thing I did was yeah. send you an email yeah. directly. And yeah, I, I was stoked when I heard from you. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you know, your lawyer said not to contact you, but I'm contacting you. This is awesome. And like, uh, it was probably literally one of the coolest moments of my life. Like, because <laughs> the realization, the slow realization that, like, yeah. you know, that somebody's not only heard my song likes my song but has taken the time to like record it so yeah, yeah, yeah. it was an amazing experience and I, I still have the the letter here i'll keep that letter <laughs> I, I, for the know, rest of my life I,
1: I had no idea of the process of that um like i didn't until you had emailed me i did not know that they sent a letter out right like i didn't know how, basically i kind of came up with this idea in kind of like in january i was like you know I don't know if any other local bands has put an album like a bunch of I've seen other bands that have been on some compilations and whatnot where they covered another local band but right. it was like one song maybe right. I, I think and now I, I, I it could be others I'm not aware of, but I was like geez, I don't you know I don't know if anyone locally has done a whole album's worth of of covers of local bands you know so.
0: And you basically did uh, um, you know, we'll talk about all the the songs in the band, yeah. but you would take a, a an acoustic song and make it punkier, and a punkier song and make it yeah. an acoustic kind of thing, and like change right. it up, and really created your own compositions of these songs. Like, did you yeah. find that that was uh, difficult
2: to no, it, you know?
1: Yeah, you know what? It was probably easier for me because, like, for me to have like to try to copy the song your song that that I did. Don't care like I wouldn't have been able to replicate that. It's such a great song with all the instrumentation and well, whatnot. Well, that's all Dave Tyler. <laughs> well, <laughs> whoever he did it, Dave did a great job he on He helps that. us and, sound good. Yeah, and I was like and um and that's kind of back when I w- when I was talking earlier um about I started writing originals cuz I'm like, I, don't, I can't figure out how to play this song the right way. I'm going to do it my own right. way, you know, or I'll just going to write my own songs. So, I mean, I I mean I I am a self-taught musician, you know, I I didn't I never took lessons or anything like that. So, um for me, it was more like I've always and I've always enjoyed like I, I don't think I ever really wanted to be in a wedding band, you know, where you and, and that's no knock on wedding bands. Right. But I don't have the skills to to be able to go replicate a lot of these songs the way they are on the album. So, I, I you know, um although having said that with Legendary Losers, we did veer off into the wedding band land and we, we, we would we would deem ourselves the second wedding band so we wouldn't be your band to hire for the first wedding we would we would be the band you'd hire after you got divorced and got married again and we would play the second wedding which was more of a party and people just wanted they weren't wasn't all the formal wedding stuff less expectations yeah exactly (laughs) so we did it we did a number of those which was cool um but uh I think doing it the way I did it on this project was a lot of fun and it was probably for me I think it was easier cuz I like I'd listen to the songs I'm like all right this is cool I like the vibe of this but I want to change this and I'm, I I kind of tried to do pretty much a 180 on all of them like you said if it was an acoustic song I was going to punk it up and rock it out with loud guitars if it was a loud electric guitars punk you know I'm going to try to do it acoustic and strip it down so because I wanted to put my own stamp on it, and I right. felt like that was that, that was also e- an easier way to do it, and um and it was a lot of fun. There's so many great, you know, musicians in, in the capital region that you know, um people probably don't even know about, right? You know? And especially the original music, because you know how it is. It, 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 you, like you said, you got into the original thing kind of late, but um people want to hear songs they know, you know, Definitely. and that's it's really hard to get somebody to listen to. An original song, and we've actually um, taken to you
0: know because again we started like as a cover band uh, and then moved into original music, but we've actually been throwing more and more covers into our set. You know, because if we if there's covers that like you know it's stuff that we like and other people like, and right. that stuff like it almost helps them connect to your music Absolutely. a little more. Yeah, because you're like, right, here's my inspiration. And, like, you know, you love this Rancid song. And, like, I love this Rancid song. And, like, our music comes from this type of, you know? So it, like, helps people, like, see your inspirations and connect more. But we were not, like, anti, but, you know, we were... I always felt really bad about putting covers in our set. And, like, just in the last couple months, we're like, you know what? Like that's if people want to hear songs that they're familiar with and it helps them connect with what we're trying to do then right. let's do it you yeah know? like
1: i completely agree I, th- I think you know looking back on um there was a, a band that i don't know if you're familiar with, with the velmas sure yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, those yeah. guys were we, we were fortunate enough to
0: play and mike games. mike is in hard luck souls now Oh uh, yeah, Mike Ghost Handler. Yeah, because yeah, they've been they've um, been on the show.
1: Yeah. Fig and, and Mike Bruce are, are have the band Hairband Riot. Yeah, and they also have the that eighties band. They, they're you know they're, yeah, a bunch they're great of stuff. Um, the great guys, and so we, we we got to play a number of gigs with those guys, and I really. Um, appreciated the way they were sort of able to drive down the middle of the road, so to speak, where they could do cover band gigs and they could do original band gigs or they could do a mix of both. So I will say those guys were one of the bands that I kind of looked at early on going, Oh, geez, that's a good idea. You know, like you, yeah. you, we got to learn more covers. versatility. We gotta, yeah. It. We got to be more versatile. And that's sort of what I started doing with the blisters at the time um where we, we would be able to go play longer shows where we could do you know a bunch of covers and mix them in with the originals and it also i think you like you said it gave you the opportunity to get the listener to maybe appreciate your originals more because yep. they, they kind of you draw see them where you're that. coming so you're from, coming at from. At least, yeah. yeah i mean and i and you know so so that that's uh you know Back to the so then with this appreciate I guess the appreciate the five one eight um, project I just thought it would be something fun to do and um, and and you know you also have a little bit of a captive audience then because at least you got the band that you're covering like oh okay th- th- hopefully they're gonna like my cover I had no idea uh, and that was the t- crazy thing Andy I I recorded all the I recorded ten songs you know and um and I tried to pick a range of younger bands and older bands I, I didn't want to just oh I'm gonna pick ten. You know older bands and stuff like that, and you know. But you no, know, I wanted to do. I kind of. I'd listen. I, I listen to like the local radio stations that play the, the um you know local music and whatnot. And right. and um I listen to this podcast all the time. It's a great podcast. So, Thank you. um and I so I because I'm not out in the scene right now like I was you know a number of years ago playing every weekend or every other weekend or whatnot. So. I, that was one cool thing I really, not just the one cool thing, but one of the cool things about playing with original, other original bands. You'd be on a bill with two or three other original bands, and I got to hear these bands because, you know, and I you didn't get, get to meet them. You get to like, meet them, you make friends, and it's it's a real camaraderie thing. And I enjoyed that because it gave me the opportunity to see a lot of bands. I don't I don't have that opportunity. I don't get out of the house as much now, um, for various reasons. So you know, um, that was something that I enjoyed. So I I wanted to like you know, okay I'm gonna I'm gonna do some older bands and younger bands, and you know, and you guys were kind of a newer band that I didn't really know a lot about, but I, right. I'd heard that song, and I'm like, oh man, this is a great song, and, I, and it had a, and to it's me, a, and it's three chords, it's three chords, <laughs> <You> know, like... <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> can't go wrong with that. And, yeah. um, and i think i mentioned to you before it kind of had a bit of a replacement um yeah, yeah i'm a huge fan I, of the I'm replacements. A, I, don't, um, I
0: don't know if you see i'm usually wearing my who the fuck is thomas Stinson, Stinson yeah. shirt yeah i've yeah, been at replacements yeah. since i was uh, a kid love, like love, absolutely yeah,
1: love those guys and I, I just loved a lot of that style early early goo goo dolls music and i, and I still like their their newer stuff too um but I, I just that whole vibe of stuff that from that era and um so I, so, I loved your song. I'm like, oh, this is a cool song. I got I to gotta figure out, I got to cover this thing, but I got to, how am I going to do this different? So, anyway, I, but when I got all the songs done, and I was like, okay, I'm going to try to put these out um, on the streaming services. And then I found out, okay, this is, the, the, I got to figure out how, to, I don't want to just put them out because they're not my song. So, I want to do this the right way. Right. So, I, I looked into some different, um, distributors and i found one that i that I ended up using but i didn't you know know the process once i you know sent them in the songs and paid them the you know the fee for each song i didn't know what would happen next like i didn't know they sent a letter to yeah. people oh, yeah because i'm like i don't think these guys some of these may never may even know that i covered their song and they're the
0: like, band or in the band the uh the letter because like um i i called dave tayo who's okay. been in the music business producing for you and i right. was like you know what what does what's this mean? what's going on yeah, here and right. you know it was a letter of intent and it, he said basically it's not permission it's letting them know okay saying hey you know dave's covering your song right. and if he makes money on it he he owes you a cut kind yeah, of right. kind of a thing right. but uh yeah. And the the, the distributor t- took care of all that for you, right? Yeah, Like yeah, you just did, basically they, were like Yeah. Yeah.
1: They they did. I you know, and you it looked very official. <laughs> yeah, it was it was, a, it was a, I got to tell you though I'd never done I mean, I've only ever put out original music, right. you know, with with the bands over the years, the blisters, legendary losers um and my watch Reggie Realm with the kids' music. I've only put original songs out, so I never had to figure out the cover right, thing. Right, it would be then, like,
0: are you the songwriter? Yes, I am. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and
1: I'm like, that was easy. And now I get into this cover thing, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is brutal. Like, I'm you know having to fill all these things out and figure out who the... You, know, you could give them, I guess, as much information as you had, but then if, it would take them longer to... Yeah, because in the it,
0: in know. the letter that I got, it was like you know if for some reason you were not the songwriter or whatever, like let us know. Oh, if, but you. if you are the songwriter, then you know yeah, we're good. On that. Then we're good. You know?
1: Yeah. So but, you wrote that? Were you the one that wrote the, that whole the whole song? Yeah. Okay.
0: okay. Uh okay. well, I mean, I wrote the three chords and the lyrics um you know i didn't write the guitar solo or the The, drum parts or like any of
1: that but yeah i mean so i i didn't it was a learning process for me even even down to the artwork like i i wanted to put you know something out there that was representative of the whole project but i wanted to put the songs out one at a time so i had a shot at someone maybe hearing them you know because i'm like well if if i spent the time to record these it'd be nice if people actually listened to them so I decided I'd schedule one to come out every Friday for ten weeks in a row. Well, we got to the first Friday and the song didn't come out because I, all of a sudden there was something wrong with the artwork. were, they, they send you these somewhat vague messages that you're trying to, you know, discern. Like, what do they like? There's too much information on the on the artwork, and I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? Like, I think I might have put. Um, I think the very first song I put out was a song by Girl Blue called "Strangers," and I think on the album artwork it said you know uh strangers by girl blue or whatever a cover of strangers um but you know and and i i had to remove that um i guess i just ended up putting strangers on there i just put on the top of the album it said appreciate the 518 had the you know picture of the guitars and whatnot and then at the bottom it just said strangers and but i've looked online on streaming services at other artwork for cover songs and it it mentioned the band's name on some of these like Hmm. there's um Bowling for Soup, I, I love the band Bowling sure. for Soup, great band, and and um they did a cover of Miley Cyrus's song Flowers, and they on the artwork it says you know it's a smaller print, but it's I think it says something about her. It's got her, I'm pretty sure it has her name listed. on Maybe it. they just have better lawyers. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. and maybe if you get consent from the artist, then all right, you yeah, know, yeah. And like, oh yeah, you can. So I, I didn't. To me, it was all a whole new thing, and it was a learning process that I had, you know. I I get an email back and it was like this was rejected. And I'm like, "Oh, what is this now?" I'm because yeah, we get did
0: a cover thing. of Jingle Bell Rock. Okay. And we released it on Spotify okay. and all we had to, you know, is it it was basically like I had to look up who wrote the song yeah. and then what their publishing company was and they'd okay. just enter that in. So okay. they were like, "You know, are you the songwriter?" And I was like, "No." And they were like, well, who is? And then, you know, right. Bobby Helms and whatever through so-and-so management. Okay. And then that was okay. it. We never heard anything else yeah. from it. So. I think I
1: ran into more problems with the artwork. It was like I kept huh. getting these emails, and they were not, like, super specific about it. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I need to take this off, and I'll resend it in again. And it was it, it was a little bit of a so, – consequently the first song ended up coming out on like a tuesday or whatever and then the next one came out 3 days later you know i right. they, then they started rolling and it, and it and it went in succession the way i had it set up um so it, you know but it it was um and, and i've got i got to say it's the cool thing about it i've gotten really good response from the um the artists that i covered and i really don't i can't say out of all the ones that I, that i covered i probably personally before i did the project i only knew three of them maybe oh. uh, i'm friends with blackhead the guys in blackhead Elliot they're friends of mine we used to play a lot of shows together with uh the blisters As a matter of fact i'm i'm they just asked me to open a show for them at um single cut um oh, in, nice. in Clifton park yeah, in, yeah. in that August. place is great um, um so i'm doing that um and then uh the, um the other uh rob skein's a good friend of mine and I, I, I covered him and um and then uh society high is another local punk band that we've you know played a number of shows with back in the day, and um, and that was like a real punky type song. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna totally change this and make this acoustic and whatever. So, so yeah, other than that, I didn't know the folks, and I'm like, I hope people aren't gonna be offended if I cover this. No, song, I mean, I like know it, like because
0: you know? um, the guys in Erie
1: are like, oh, yeah, good, I know TJ, I'm sorry, I did know TJ, that. I right. knew TJ and Chad. Actually, Chad yeah. played drums for uh, Legendary Losers for a gig. Oh, no, way. yeah, we we were. Funny story. We didn't have a drummer. We were trying to find another drummer, and um, we had a gig coming up in Saratoga. And um, you know, I put a, we put an ad out on Craigslist, and we put one of the things like, we put on there was like you must be able to uh play with um like the blast stick things and not like regular drumsticks. sticks so there'd be the more, hot rods yeah those or... things yeah uh, and i think i put that was the picture i put on craigslist with those drumsticks because we didn't we wanted our volume to be controllable because we were playing yeah. in smaller venues and whatnot and it was acoustic so we wanted to you know keep doing that and um and then i you, you must be able to um play a taylor swift song or whatever something about because to, to me like she's a great songwriter and we were like you know if you're too cool to play taylor swift then you're probably not the drummer right. for us. you know what i mean so uh, and again we were doing it our own way it wasn't like oh this sounds just like taylor swift you know no it didn't it sounded like some punk rock band doing a taylor swift song but people knew the song anyway we had all these dudes that wanted to audition it was great I'm like okay we're, we're gonna schedule you guys out we're gonna do it next wednesday you're at five you're at 6 you're at 6 30 dude nobody showed up and then Chad had contacted us. He was like the last guy. I'm like, Oh, we've already got like six guys here that, um, that we, uh, we going to audition. And, um, he ended up being the, he, he really wanted to do it. And he came and and auditioned and, um, we had him, I think we ended up having him play. Um, we ended up picking a different guy that was a friend of my bass players at the time. Um, John, that, that my bass player said, let's go with John. I know him. I mean, I, I Chad was great. And, and um, but my bass player wanted to go with this other fella that he was friends with and I said all right we'll, we'll, we'll go that way but then we had an opportunity where our drummer couldn't make a gig and I that was J- Chad was the first guy I like messaged him like hey we got a gig here it is. you know you you're awesome could you come play this gig for us and so he did um and I knew TJ um before that so um but yeah so I guess four of the four, that means four of the 10 bands that I well, knew well now knew. now five now five <laughs> yeah exactly so but I've gotten a good response it's been cool that some of the bands have reached out and you know um say hey, this is really cool. you know, um we've never had somebody cover our song because right. I think, you know from our like at our level, Andy, you know, I mean we're not getting like national airplay and whatnot now' people that' we're household names. So, so yeah. who for the most part, who's gonna cover your music? They don't know it, you know right that's know. what I mean. like it yeah. was
0: it took me like so long to even realize that that's what the letter was saying. <laughs> yeah, right. And even when I said it out loud, I was like, I think somebody's covering <laughs> one of our songs. like I was like yeah. what is what world am I in yeah, right now right, right. Yeah. I mean it, it yeah
1: it, I'm glad it, I'm gl- I, I I appreciate that I'm, I'm glad you were happy about it oh I yeah liked the, you know because I, I, I didn't really know what to expect I mean I assumed people would be hopefully respectful about it and like you know because because again I'm changing the song quite a in right. lot, a lot of cases so I was like well I meant this to be like that song this dude covered it and he kind of wrecked it you know yeah, no, we, nobody's I, it was done awesome. that. You know, awesome. so I've been lucky with that, and um, I've gotten I've gotten pretty good response on it, so I'm I'm, I'm happy that worked out.
0: So, do we want to uh, play something off that, or yeah, do you want to play? Let's
1: s- play it. Let's play the shortwave radio. Uh, All right, band song. Let's don't sure. care, man. I, that's uh, that's, you guys wrote a great song, and I was I was so so happy that you enjoyed my cover. So let's let's do it. Yeah,
0: perfect. All right, so let's listen to Dave Graham and the Disaster Plan covering uh, one of our songs. Uh, this is Don't Care, and then we'll be right back to wrap it up with Dave. So that was uh, Don't Care by Shortwave Radio Band as done by... Dave Graham and the Disaster Plan. So, Dave, I want to thank you so much um, for taking time out of your day to come out here and uh, hang out in the Dazzle Den and uh, talk to me. It was really cool to finally meet you. And before we go, I just want to give you a chance to say, you know, your your gratitudes to uh, whoever. So,
1: microphone's all yours. Cool. Well, first of all, thank you, Andy, for having me today. I really appreciate the opportunity to come in here and babble on for a while about music, something I'd like to do. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely want to thank my wife and my family for, for putting up with me. Cause I think I incessantly talk about music a lot more than they want me to at home. And my wife's put up with a lot of that, uh, you know, letting me go out and play all these gigs over the years. And, and, uh, and now I, you know, so, um, and then just, you know, and the rest of my extended family as well, but, um, all the bands that I've had a chance to share the stage with over the years, and musicians that I've played with in, in various bands, um, thank those guys. And then the venues that let us come make a bunch of noise, because uh, you know that's not you know that's that's a lot, was awesome to you know to do that, and I hope to do more of it you know in the future. So um, yeah, thank you for anyone that listens to my music. That's that's what I appreciate. Um, awesome. Yeah. Cool.
0: All right. So that is Dave Graham. I am Andy Scullen This is Unsigned Five One Eight, and we'll see you on the road. Unsigned 518 is produced in conjunction with Nippertown. You can find new episodes here every week on nippertown.com. If you are a band or musician in the 518 area code and would like to be on Unsigned 518, shoot me an email at unsigned518 at gmail.com. I'm your host, Andy Scullin. I'll be back next week with another episode of Unsigned 518. Thanks for listening.